You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Andre Wilson is a force. I love that he knows what needs to happen and he gets it done. Whether that is putting on a fashion show or being brutally honest about your wardrobe. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Andre. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So first, tell us about yourself. All right. Um, I am a self-professed style nerd. Um, I have been like I, I grew up always I don't want to say necessarily around fashion but I had a passion for it at a very young age and you know um I believe I mentioned this to you before but I was the guy in you know in middle school wearing suits <laughs> so so I was so it's always was something I didn't know what to do with it I didn't know you know um what it was or if I could have a career in it I just knew that I loved fashion and maybe more so than my friends um I am, you know, I, I've always loved it. And then I started started this business probably, oh God, probably nine years ago and took a few of my just life experiences, companies that I worked for. And then I realized that that in what clients were really looking for were, um, you know, somebody that could really help them and tell them the truth. You know, so that's that's uh, I've I've always been super passionate about really trying to help people and then about clothing. So I just kind of put them together. And that's probably more about my business than about myself. But <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that, that's together. I mean, it, no, it, everyone knows you as style icon. So um, but tell us why why you were you felt led to start style icon. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, I worked at several, I worked in different facets of clothing. I had a custom tailoring business. I had a, um, um, I worked for a couple different, you know, department stores and, and private retailers here. And it kept coming back to the same thing was that people honestly wanted to know the truth. And they felt, I believe they, I believe when people, when you go into a store, you're a little bit on the defense because you're like, I don't want to buy anything that I don't need. You know, my closet's full of those. Mm-hmm. So so they're always, you know, it's just like when, you know, um, somebody goes into a store. If you ever watch this exchange or if you ever worked in a, in a retail, I mean, well, if you ever worked in retail, as you know right now, <laughs> <laughs> you can come in and, you know, somebody can and you can say, hey, you know, how are you? And they'll say, I'm just looking, you know, because that's we're, we're all kind of conditioned that way. For sure. So. So I realized that at the core that people wanted to buy this, um, that they didn't have a lot of time. And, but at the end of the day, they wanted to know what worked for them, not worked for the model, not worked for the mannequin, not worked for their best friend, but what truly works for you. And so I began to kind of just kind of research that as I was working for a department store and I started realizing that people really wanted to, to tell the truth and, and want someone to tell the truth. But then also if I had a piece of clothing that was 
not as good for you. I couldn't tell you that, hey, down the street <laughs> or at the next mall, this is going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted the freedom to be able to say that and really be able to give the client something that was best for them, not best for, you know, the, the store's bottom line, not best for that sales goal, but really what works for you. And so, and yeah, go ahead. Well, so tell us more about the different services that you offer with Style Icon. We'll, we'll get into kind of the, the big thing that you do within Louisville. But, you know, if an individual were to reach out to you, you know, what, what does that look like as far as what, how you can kind of help them through that process? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, first, the first thing when somebody reaches out to me, I, I always have a, you know, we'll have a brief, maybe five, 10 minute conversation. And then we set up a time to have a cup of coffee because I'm not arrogant enough to think that you will love me. Okay. <laughs> you know, everybody doesn't click with everybody. So, um, so we need to meet, you need to meet me and I need to see what, what, what is really going on, uh, with you, how you carry yourself, um, you, your, your body and your body image. And so we, we have like a face-to-face, like just a cup of coffee, very low key. And all we're going to talk about is we talk about you. And so then after our conversation, we try to narrow it down to, okay, what do you really need here? And what are you really going for? And then as far as services I offer, and, and sometimes it looks like a closet evaluation. Let's say I have a client that we're, we're talking about it and she's got a few, she has great pieces but she just doesn't know what to do with them or she's not even sure if she's buying the right thing at all. So the first thing we do is a closet audit. We do that closet evaluation and I have to go through in the first hour, I have to just assess what's in there. You know, closet evaluations mm-hmm. usually take about two hours. I have to assess kind of where you've been and also why you buy the things you buy, because there's always a reason why you have on that gray top that you got at this store you know, there's a reason why you bought that. I have to figure out the reason. Um, and then after we do the closet evaluation, then I plan a shopping trip to fill in the holes of the closets, the, of the closet. Do you have the good, ba- you know, good basics? Do you have a good staple wardrobe? Because I go into a lot of closets where there's a great, you know, um, there's, there's a great, great, you know, colorful pattern skirt. But there's no black pencil skirt. There's no like mm. crisp white blouse. There are no jeans that you love. There are no black shoes. <laughs> you know, there are things for the weekend and for special occasions. But do you have a good staple wardrobe? Because you can build so much just from that. Um, and then when then when we go on a shopping trip, I go out and I kind of after our conversation, I start thinking about what clothing works for you. So I'll shop at maybe four or five boutiques and department stores and then pull looks that are all about you. Because that's the thing that really shopping, as it should be about and we really want it to be about, is that it needs to be all about me. I know I'm in a store full of people. <laughs> I know that, that you know, I have a little time, but it needs to be all about me because I need to find this this outfit or this, you know, or for this reunion or, or this dinner. So So we do closet evaluations, we do the, the shopping trip and like, like I really kind of more of a shopping excursion where I pull all the looks for you. And then my main job is to tell you the truth and educate you on what you're buying and how to wear it um, and how to really make that those pieces multifunctional where you're not just buying one piece, but you're buying, you know, these um, this variation of pieces 
that really work three or four different ways. I love that. And I mean, yeah. apart from what you do with your clients personally, I have to share with the listeners that you are responsible for some of the biggest fashion shows the city of Louisville sees. Um, and that's particularly around Derby time. Um, yes. So tell us about how that got started. Well, it was it was really a natural progression. Um, you know, it was it was uh, it was something that I've always always wanted to do, and I've tried it, you know, so many different ways. You know, okay, this is how to not. I, I know a hundred ways how not to do a fashion show. So this is how we began to to kind of hone and cultivate the experience. And I call it a style icon fashion experience because I really want the audience to really feel a part of the fashion show. So, so that was, it was a natural progression, but then I had to kind of figure out what I really wanted it to be and what it really, what kind of experience I wanted it to be. And I know there's much people love to come and sit down and just watch something. I really wanted them to be a part of the show. So we do like experiential, like, you know, photo booths where I have photo booths set up where it's like a fashion shoot scene, you know, where, um, um, you know, and really I like to have live entertainment sprinkled throughout the fashion show. I really also try to do something where with my, my fashion show playlist is, is more, it's not as fashion show, maybe tech or house vibe it's more of I, I need you to make a decision i need you to think am i going to watch the show or am i going to get up and dance that's you know and i really want it to be fun and so and so that's what you know so that's and then we also tied into a tied into a local charity um you know i really try to because a lot of these uh, a lot of the charities locally and we're very very fortunate to live in such a philanthropic city but they really need you to, you know, they want you to raise money, but they also really need to raise awareness as well, you know, for people to know that you exist and what you do. And so we've partnered with, you know, Fund for the Arts, um, March of Dimes, um, the, the Churchill Downs Foundation, you know, um, Blessings in a Backpack. So, so many of them that just really need, you know, really needed to raise a little money, but also really raise awareness and, and let them new meet, you know, meet new people, new volunteers. And, and it's a great look for the charity as well. And I mean, that's just such an exciting time for the city of Louisville. So um, it's great that you're able to pull together so many different organizations and um, have some fun with it while you're doing it, too. Yeah, I mean, and everybody wants to, you know, see those last minute fashion, you know, last minute fi- fashion items. And, and also it's an amazing way to introduce new and upcoming designers and boutiques, you know, yeah. uh, as well. So. So we love doing that. So you you did touch on this already as far as when you work with clients. um, Mm -hmm. They typically dress a certain way because of a mental block they have or an event or a comment that has been made in the past. So talk to us about this process and, and how this happens. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I. um, I typically when I meet with clients. I tell them that I want to meet with them because I know what I see, but I don't know what you see. And so as I am, so when I have a cup of coffee with a client, it's very low key, very, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not stressful at all, but we do talk about you. And when we start to get into that space, I know the first half hour is going to be the warm, fuzzy, you know, top layer. Okay. The thing that people know, you just say it. 
and you're you're comfortable with that. But then when we get down to how you really see yourself, it always is this this combination and this gumbo of of what how you see yourself, how you grew up, what your body image is, you know, what your ex said to you, and these and some of the things that actually stick with you because Mm. I know, um, you know, um, and, and I, I believe, and, and there, there's so many, so many times when what happens and also in this process is that it's typically the first time that you've articulated it because we're amazing as human beings. You don't just say, hey, this hurt me. This person said a hurtful thing to me and it's sticking with me because I have low self-esteem and low self-confidence. So I'm going to avoid you know, being what this person says I am. We don't think that, we don't process that, we just adapt. We stay away from the, we use our senses to either lead us into great pleasure and affirm great pleasure or stay away from great pain. So it, you just adapt, you just, you just stop wearing that, you just stop going to that place, you just stop, you know, uh, wearing those, that style of clothing or feeling that way about yourself. And so by the time I get to you, by the, by the time we sit down for a cup of coffee, I know that life has happened at some point, which we all go through. You live long enough, life is going to happen to you. And so when I encounter someone, it's now you've been forced out of this, this your, your pattern, your normal pattern, and now this normalcy. And now you have to either host a charity event, you have to get a new job, you're either going into a relationship or coming out of one and maybe getting divorced, starting a new career, getting promoted. You know, I had one client that was going from, she went from being a, in a tech industry where she worked with predominantly men and she was very curvy, beautiful young woman. And she said, okay, I don't want the wrong kind of attention. So I'm just going to kind of blend in. So she started wearing a lot of beige, a lot of gray. And, you know, and, you know, like I said, she was very curvy. So she was like, I didn't, you know, so she wanted to just be known for the merit of her work. Well, then she, she did such a great job, and then she got promoted to marketing. Well, she did such a great job blending in for, you know, those first three to five years in her company that when she had to be at the marketing, marketing, she did too good of a job blending in, and now she doesn't know how to stand out. And marketing is all about getting attention. Sure. <laughs> and she didn't know how to do that anymore. So she really... Would she just kind of faded into the walls, and that was, and she wore gray and beige and cream, just kind of faded into the walls all the time. And so we had to have that conversation about her, kind of. I, actually, one of the first things I have to do with somebody is I have to rewire them, how they think about themselves, how they how they see themselves, you know, and and so and how they see fashion. And so and so that's kind of a part of that a part of that process of. You know, because things happen to you along the way, and now you're just kind of what you are. You're just, oh, this is just me. Well, my job is to find out how you became you, and is you working for you? <laughs> is is you really giving you what you want? So that's kind of that's a little bit of, of about that process. But it's and for everybody, it is so different. It is so different, and especially when I have clients coming out of divorce or especially new moms. And I don't know how many, like, you know, moms you have on this, uh, on, you know, in, in your audience, but that's a time where, especially if you have two children and you might have that first one. And the first one is great. I have three amazing, beautiful boys, 
but man, they'll work. And so <laughs> the first, the first one you're excited about, you can't wait for it to walk and talk. And then, so then what happens, I know what happened with us about 18 months later, <laughs> my wife was just getting her body back and boom, here comes another one. Yeah. You know, now you're one, two, three, four, five. They get to pre one of them at least gets to, you know, the pre-K or, or kindergarten or something like that. So we're talking about five years where you haven't really shopped. You haven't really gone out. You haven't really been social. You've just been raising these kids just to get them to just, you know, use the bathroom by themselves, maybe, you know, sure. <laughs> that's its own milestone. So, so by the time you are getting ready to go shopping, you are lost. You've lost five years. You, I mean, going from 25 to 30 and you have two kids, what does that look like? What is, how, where is my sexy at? How do I feel feminine? How do I feel beautiful? I can't just grab a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and, you know, that's, that's, that's over with, you know? So, so my job is to kind of help you find, really get back to you and you feeling like you. So what advice do you give to those clients then as far as having them move past those roadblocks? How do they rewire their thinking from the last five or 10 years? First of all, it's actually knowing where the roadblock is. Um, I think I told you I had a client that made mention of we were in an appointment and she was, and she said to herself, well, she told me, she said, I don't have to be the bell of the ball. And that just stood out to me. It just stood out to me. And I was like, well, have you ever been the bell of the ball? And she was like, no, high school was horrible. Middle school was horrible. And so when you start really first identifying and thinking about it, then, then we can deal with it from there. And for every woman, it's different. Um, mm. But, but some of the first advice is, okay. Let's start where you are, okay? Well, let's start where you are. You have to give yourself some self-love right now where you are. You are beautiful. You are breathing. You are alive. <laughs> you are on your way to somewhere. Because I have a lot of clients tell me, you know what, Andre? After this next 50 pounds or this next 30 pounds or this last 20 or, you know, or, or that terrible last 10, then I'm going to shop. Well, that means that you're going to start investing in yourself after this this certain goal and i really advise people to start now start where you are right now and and let's get clothes that fit you let's get clothes that you don't look at the size inside the you know in, inside the label because people get stuck i was a size six in college and i won't do anything else besides the size six and then if anything is a seven or eight or ten there's a mental breakdown so start where you are and really just start to love yourself now, okay, where you are. And then I tell them to take inventory of their wardrobe, you know, take, you know, you go in your closet and take inventory of your wardrobe. And, and, and let me back up a second and kind of after we kind of, kind of start where you are, then I tell a client to pick out three words. And this is one of the most important things. I don't care if you're a celebrity, if you're a CEO, if you're entry level, if you're high school, we always pick out three words. Mm -hmm. And three words are how you want to be perceived, what you want to say when you walk into the room in the first 10 to 30 seconds. Because you're going to say something. Is that what you want to say? Um, one of the next things I, I, I would tell clients, and I'll get back to the three words in a second, but one of the next things I tell them 
is I tell them, stop. Like when you look in the mirror, don't say, you know, how do I look? I want you to ask yourself, what am I saying? What am I mm. saying? Because we can get caught up into, like do I look cute? Do I look fashionable? Am I on trend? Because everything, like the trend is going to come and go. Trend is going to come and go. You know, the, the, the low-rise skinny jean, that wasn't for everybody. It really, trust me, it was not for everybody. <laughs> and so, and so and sometimes fashion is not your style. And so, and so ask yourself, what are you saying? And so then we go back to the three words. And now you have to def- determine and define and really create what you're saying. And I have some clients that tell them to choose three adjectives. When you walk into the room, what do you want to say? Some people say, I want to say confident beautiful and smart you know and let's just use that as you know an example yeah and so then we start thinking about you know when you get in the mirror and you look at yourself do you look confident beautiful and smart and then you start you know and then I think there's there's you start to look at it differently and you start to look at hey well let me you know let me just instead of just running out of the house let me put that necklace on let me put that that bracelet on let me put that blazer on that I got that I never wear. It looks cute, but you know I'm I'm just trying tonight. You know, I'll, you know, do a little. Let me just do a little bit extra tonight because also that is also you kind of investing in yourself and giving yourself permission to just kind of go out and look good. And so when we start with those three words, that's kind of our template to how you want to how you want to look. Because when I'm giving seminars, okay. I'm giving seminars and I'll say, okay, women, tell me your problem area. I'm telling you in 0.1 second, somebody will say arms, hips, my girls fail, my thighs, <laughs> my hip dips, stomach, everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear it. <laughs> I hear it. I'm telling you. And then I say, okay, I'll tell you what. Now tell me what you love about yourself. Tell me your favorite feature. And then it's quiet for probably yeah silence because we don't think about it that way and so when I say I have to rewire you one of those things is looking at what you want instead of what you don't want looking at what's beautiful on you instead of what what you hate about yourself because most women dressed and I found before we start working together they were dressing to hide the problem area not accent their beautiful eyes or gorgeous bone structure or you know, figure or whatever that is. So that's a part of the rewiring is you looking at you and being saying, you know what? Okay. Okay. I might not be at my goal weight right now. I might not be in my perfect body right now. I might not be back down to, you know, my fighting weight or I might not have the haircut I want or even the life I want, but I'm going to concentrate on this one thing and I'm going to accent this one thing and I'm going to start where I'm at. And then we start to build from there. You know, so that's that's a part of in those things, how I get them to begin to rewire and, st- and, and really change the the the, the p- perspective and the lens that they're looking through. I mean, it's so fascinating because, you know, I think everybody listening to this can agree in some form or fashion. And but yet we don't think about it and we don't we don't take that pause to reevaluate from day to day. It's it's just one of those things that kind of becomes a routine and you just kind of let it keep going the way uh, that you've always continued. And Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, that- I mean normal is an amazing thing. <laughs> because if you do anything long enough, it becomes normal. Mm-hmm. You know? And so and so if you're 
you know, you're in this routine of life and, it, and life is happening. And next thing you know, you're just trying to survive. I know when you have new kids, you're just like, OK, I got them to bed. Nobody, nobody was bleeding today. And we might have lost a few teeth, but that's good. All right. So that's it. You know, thing so you know, that's the first year of your life, the second year of your life, the fifth year of your life, you know. And so and so that's, you know, I mean, so it becomes normal. And, and then you begin to put yourself on the back burner and you'll get to it. You'll get to it. You'll get to it. And it never happens. So I want to give our listeners a, a piece of advice that they can walk away from this conversation and think about tomorrow when they wake up to get dressed. So what's one piece of advice that you would give that can be applied to most people? Okay. Um, I would say, um, first thing, hire me now before it gets bad. <laughs> yes, <just> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, um, I would say, okay. So because it's so, it's so different uh, for everybody, um, I, I would say, okay. So here's what I would say. Number one is... Those three words are so important. Those three words are so important because it, it can change the way, not only the way you, because l let's say you're, you're not, you know, everybody has their goals. And let's say you're not really quite satisfied with yourself. The, the three words makes you, it, it makes you focus on what is right and what you want instead of what you hate. And so I would say choose three words, mm. first of all. Choose those three words. Think about those three words and then use that as your as your template when you get dressed. I would say also, if you haven't, go to that closet and anything that you haven't worn, you know, you know, in, anything that you haven't worn mm -hmm. and how about this? Anything with a tag still on it that's been in your closet for two years, put it in the back. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you to get rid of it because mm -hmm. I don't know your emotional relationship or your emotional tie to that. But, uh, but if you've had it in your closet for two years and it still has a tag on it, then you're probably not going to wear it. Mm. Okay. Um, because sometimes you have to, and then put that in a downstairs closet. Um, I have some clients that have a closet of their own, a walk in, and then they had, then they've taken over their boyfriend or husband's closet and then they use the closet in the basement. Yep. <laughs> so, so get it, get it out of there, get it out of there. It begins to open up your space. And I would say also, and try on some things that, and that, that, that fit you and, and that fit you and say, okay, this is where I'm going to start. And it's okay to go out. And I'm telling you what, you can go out and just buy a new accessory. I love accessories. I'm sure you do too. Well, yes. That, <laughs> of course. I would say, honestly, one of the things too, is that buy a new accessory. And it can be whatever your budget is. That's some, you know, because people sometimes are like, okay, Andre, I don't, my, you know, we're going through things. I can't go out and just spend thousands of dollars on a new wardrobe. I'm telling you, buy a new necklace. Yeah. Add a new necklace to what you're doing. Add a bracelet that you really love to what you're doing. And then systematically start looking at the pieces in your wardrobe and see if they line up with those three words. Not is it cute or fashionable or, you know, is it, does it line up to the three words that I, I want to say when I walk into a room? Because it's different for everybody, you know, and that's one of the things that I would say. But, but get the bad clothes out of the closet. Like if you know if there's something, and listen, if there's something that you've been holding on to for 20 years and you're waiting for it to come back, okay, um, go ahead and give that to somebody else, okay? 
Okay. Unless it's like some sort of like, (laughs) unless it's like some sort of heirloom piece, a, you know, vintage, you know, Chanel. Okay. Hold on to that. (laughs) But if you're just waiting for that yet. (laughs) Right, right, right. But but if you're just waiting for it to come back and you're going to wear it again, it's not really retro and cool if you wore it the first time it came out. Oh gosh. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You know, and, and also I tell people like when you go shopping, and, and 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 also whatever your problem area is, invest a little more money in that. I have a client that is a 32G. I'm gonna let you process that for a minute. Okay. She is a 32G. Okay. She just can't go out and just buy a regular bra. She just mm-hmm. can't. She has to have the support, double wires. <laughs> it has it has to be a well-made bra. And whatever you have trouble finding. You probably have to spend a little more money to invest in it. Like I have some clients that super long legs or super short legs and they need jeans and they, you know, they, they can never find the right jeans. Well, instead of buying your jeans at Costco, okay, go out and buy yourself a nice pair of jeans mm. and, and invest in yourself a little bit more. And, and sometimes that helps as well, you know, just because everyone has that kind of problem area sometimes you know so I love the idea of clearing out the clutter and then you kind of have that that palette to work with and you really know what you have because I mean I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm probably similar to most people in that we end up wearing the same things time and time again (laughs) although we have four times the amount to pick from uh, we'd still go back to those staple pieces Exactly. I mean, it's, it's when I'm, when I'm talking to someone, we'll sit down having that cup of coffee, ask them, okay, so how much of your closet do you actually wear? Is it, you know, the average is about 20 to 30%. Wow. You know, it's like, I have all these clothes. I have all of this in my closet because that's when you're like, <laughs> you stand, you know, because uh, uh, I have husbands like Andre, please decipher this for me. My wife is standing in a sea of clothing in a closet. And she <laughs> says, I have nothing to wear. Yep. What does that mean? Yep. <laughs> so, so I got to tell them, look, there's nothing she feels great in. There's nothing she feels like herself in. So, so when you have that, you have to, you know, people tend end up, you know, like you said, they end up wearing the same rotation over and over and over because that's what you feel good in. That's what's normal. That's what is comfortable. And so, and so you have to really, I, I liken it to, to going on a diet. You're going to get serious. You're going to, you know, you know, go uh, keto or you're going to do some diet like you're going to get ready. Right. You're really going to get all the fat out and all the junk food out of your house. The first thing you do is you go to the grocery shop. You go to the grocery store. You then you get all the, the chocolate and ice cream and cakes out of the house. Now, if not, you're going to go back. You're going to have a weak moment mm. and you're going to you're going to eat that piece of cake that you didn't want to. Well, I think. That's like your closet. You're going to have a weak moment and you're going to wear a pair of jeans that you shouldn't wear. Mm. Okay. You have a weak moment and you're going to wear that top that's hideous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and then you're not going to feel like yourself. So I would say getting it out and also motion that it does something to just getting that clutter out and freeing up that closet. And then also pay attention to the repeating patterns in your closet. This is so interesting. Typically what I find is that there's either the same color repeated throughout the closet or there's some sort of motif pattern 
I had had one uh, client. I was like, so do you love you love polka dots? And she's like, oh no, uh-uh. I I don't love polka dots at all. I just you know, I thought it was a cute top. I said, okay. I found three more polka dot tops. <laughs> She goes, oh, she goes, that's so funny. I just really, I mean, that was, I was in another city and I saw that. And then I, you know, uh, they lost my luggage and I saw that. So <laughs> literally about 30 polka dot tops and dresses later, oh she was goodness. like, oh my God, I have a problem. <laughs> I said, did your grandmother wear polka dots and you, and you were in love with that time in your life? Like, what is your emotional connection to these polka dots? Because we don't realize what we do. You know, we just, we just. We just keep doing it. We just keep doing it over and over and over. So pay attention to the patterns and motifs that are in your closet. And is that what you want? You know, if you love polka dots, then hey, go for it. But sometimes, sometimes we're just buying things over and over and over, and it's really not working for us. But we keep repeating that same habit, and we're we're just wasting money on clothing that we're never going to wear. So that's great advice. I try to help. Yeah, so I try to help. Um, save you from that life. <laughs> so turning a little bit more towards you personally, um, I would love mm-hmm. to hear what are your favorite ways to be selfish? Oh, let's see. That's, that's, Oh, see now I, I talk about everyone else thinking about themselves and I'm like, okay, okay. Uh-huh. That's, that's a great question. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, you know, I've been recently since January, um, I started going to the gym regularly um, and that's, that's definitely, you know, way to be selfish and have my, you know, have my kind of me time, just kind of zone out. Um, I, when I really want to be selfish, I, you know, uh, and really have to do something that just is just kind of, I can escape in that. And it really just, and I love it. And it just does something to my soul as I go to a movie and, and it can be with my family or by myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love a great movie. Um, and those, you know, um, you know, I would say, I would say that. And then, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would say going to the movies, working out, um, you know, and I'm still trying to get my, my, get more into working out. I'm just like, okay, I'm going, this is its own achievement right yes. now. So, um, but you know, yeah, yeah. But I am due for a massage here soon. Maybe a massage and some cryotherapy. I want to try that as well. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Is yes. there anything you wish you could be doing more? I wish that I – that's a great question. It's a great question. I honestly just – I really love styling people. Like, I mean, I really love – I really, truly love that. Um you know, like the fashion shows are great, the, you know, but, but that one-on-one just time and helping somebody discover themselves, I, 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 I love that. Absolutely love that. Like that, that's my heart. Um, and so I'm just extremely passionate about that. Um, I, you know, I'd love to like train some other stylists. Like that's something that I definitely want to, because Derby gets out of control. Um, and so busy and just in, and what the, the crazy part, it's the Thursday before Derby. Okay. No, let me say this. Let me, let me bring it back. It's the week before Derby because everyone somehow, some way comes up with an event that they didn't plan on going to. 
Okay. <laughs> I will, I called a client in January. I said one of my one of one of my top clients. She's amazing. I called her. I said, "Hey, let's you know, I'll probably be really busy this year. What's going on? You know, any galas? You going to the track? Are you entertaining clients? No, Andre, we're giving our tickets away this year. Won't be a no. Won't be an issue. I don't need anything. Week before Derby." Okay, Andre, I'll do anything. Let's get on the schedule. Of course. I have, <laughs> I have seven events. I'm like, we talked about this. And then Thursday, that's when most of the celebrities come to town, okay? And what, what I can count on is that, one, there's going to be a celebrity that did not, they don't know how serious we are about Derby, see? They don't understand it. They don't know how serious we are about Derby and the hat and the, you know, I mean, in the color. And so, mm. you know, so they'll just bring some sort of like hat they picked up, you know, in L.A. or New York or, you know, and they get here and they see people carrying hat boxes, like official hat boxes. They're like, wait a minute, we better get it together. So <laughs> so that, you know, airlines losing luggage, you know, because that Thursday is, you know, madness as well. So it's uh, it's uh, you know, it, it gets crazy. But but I'd love to train more stylists as well. What is next for Andre? Oh, uh, that's next. Um, introducing a like an Andre Wilson capsule collection for Derby. Yes. Um, you know, just something small like, you know, Derby dresses and Derby sport coats for men. Something that's fun, quality, um, and something. But also I love pieces to be multifunctional. And have a, a modern but classic design as well. Try to, you know, really marry those two. Um, and then working on a uh, derby book. And then also, um, and then a derby fashion show. And then also we'll be doing like a lot more, uh, uh, much more online content. So that's, uh, so that's, that's next. That's next. So cool. Well, I find what you're doing is just so fascinating, Andre. So thank you so much for talking with us today. And I can't wait to see that fashion show this spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to really, yeah, we're going to pull out all the stops and have it fun and have a fun show, have a fun experience. I like to have a few surprises and giveaways and, you know, and you have to be there. Um, yeah. Mark, mark me down. Thank you all so right. much. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.